<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, delivered every Tuesday, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Good day, everyone, and happy Friday. Welcome back to First Metro Securities podcast series. So before we get things up and running, I would like to greet all of our listeners a happy new year. So I would also like to take this opportunity to thank everyone who has been with us since the very first episode of the series. So we started uh, this last year around May amidst a raging pandemic. And now, after more than 30 episodes, over 40,000 listens, and we are glad to share that we still have a lot in store for you this year. So we hope to impart even more and better investment learnings that will hopefully be of help to you. So again, uh, I'm Roy Aguilar, Equity Research Analyst here at First Metro Securities. And for the upcoming episodes in this series, we will talk about what's relevant and hot in the global and local economic scene, the market, and basically anything under the sun about stock trading and investing. Okay, so today in our first episode for the year, uh, we will be talking about uh, technical indicators. Okay, so later on we will join, we will be joined by a special guest, a professional here at First Metro Securities, very well versed in stock trading, Robbie Samson. So later we'll, uh, we'll we have a series of questions for him. So he heads our business development Mindanao desk. So we will be discussing our insights on using technical analysis, our favorite technical indicators, and even some of our trading experiences. So this is going to be a very exciting discussion. So very different from our podcast um, episodes before, right? So now we have a guest. So make sure to tune in until the very end of this episode. Okay, so let's start. So like I've said, ever since the pandemic uh, hit the world, it affected everyone, right? So it forced us to adjust our daily routine, implement social distancing. One one main difference was more people now are working from home, right? Big change. Uh, it has both downsides, upsides. One upside, though, is people now uh, spend significantly less time on the road because they're working from home. So they both have more time and you can say a bit more savings. So, of course, um, given the sudden effect, of the pandemic to global consumption, the equity markets started to drop fast, right? But it also rebounded sharply right after, given the stimulus packages across the world, given the reopening in the latter part of the year. And I guess uh, through social media, that got people's attention. The drop, the fast rebound enticed people. And I guess through social media also, people got to see quotes, investing quotes, and one of which was from Warren Buffett saying, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Okay, so that's what several or numerous now clients of First Metrosec did. So right now, we saw influx of new retail clients in the country, not only in First Metrosec. So the use of both fundamental, technical analysis was more emphasized. And, you know, before, before people, before with people having less time observing the markets, they probably just relied on fundamentals. Just the companies that they know, um, they just based on if if the company is poised to grow, I will invest in that. If the earnings are growing, I'll invest in that. So now with people having um, more flexibility, 
more got into technical analysis. Um, they got to identify trading opportunities in price trends and patterns seen on charts. So the charts, price action, and the like, is, and that is what we aim to talk about today. So there are a lot of indicators out there. And I guess for beginners, you guys are curious, which ones do we use, right? So we'll discuss a bit about technical indicators, just the, the basic ones before we uh, talk to our uh, guest here. So a technical indicator is basically uh, can be applied. It's basically coming from a mathematical calculation, right? If you take a look at the charts, right? All the technical indicators, mostly based from numbers, right? Because it's a mathematical calculation and it can be applied to a stock's past patterns like price, volume, and the like, right? And I guess some of you may know technical indicators do not analyze any part of fundamental business, right? It's mostly, again, price, volume. So basically, the result here is a, a certain value that will be used to alert the trader about the trend, number one. Number two, to predict the direction of future prices. Number three, to confirm technical analysis that will um, be confirmed for our decision making. So we have uh, several types of technical indicators here, right? So number one, we have trend indicators, right? So the, basically, this, this measures the direction, strength of a trend, using some price average to establish a certain baseline. So, of course, one of the, the famous indicators, moving average, right? You also have the MACD, moving average, convergence, and divergence. We also have the parabolic stop and reverse parabolic SAR, right? So, that's the first one, trend indicators. That's the first type of technical indicator. Second one, we have momentum Indicator. So this helped identify the speed of price movement by comparing prices over time. It can also be used to analyze volume, right? And this can be calculated by comparing the current closing price to the previous closing price. So the, the more famous or more utilized momentum indicators that we have are stochastic oscillator, the CCI, the commodity channel index, and the RSI, right? So basically, it's, uh, it, these indicators are, have been like, classified as one of the leading indicators, meaning it can tell where the future, uh, where prices will likely go from there. That's the second one. Third one, volatility indicators. So this measures the rate of price movement uh, regardless of direction. Basically, this is generally based on a change in the highest and lowest historical prices. right? So they provide useful information about the range of buying and selling that take place in a given market and help traders determine points where the market may change direction. So one of the more famous volatility indicators, we have Bollinger Bands. You also have average through range and we have standard deviation, right? So lastly, the fourth one, volume indicators. So basically, uh, this measures the strength of a trend or confirm a trading direction based on some form of averaging or smoothing of raw volume. So this, of course, as we all know, or some of you may know, the strongest trends often occur while volume increases. So in fact, it is the increase in trading volume that can lead to large move, movements in price. So these volume indicators confirm whether a certain trading activity on a certain stock is strong. So, yeah, so we have the shaken uh, oscillator, we have the on-balance volume, and lastly, we have the volume rate of change. 
Okay, so basically, we introduced to you what is a technical indicator, the types of technical indicators. So now, let's introduce the guest for this podcast. We have Mr. Robbie Samson, our Head of Business Development Section in Mindanao. So, hi, Robbie. How are you? Hello, Royce. Good afternoon. So, um, I'm doing well. I hope you are too. Yes, yes, uh, I'm doing well. So, in this uh, fine um, afternoon, two weeks already, two weeks already in the 2021 trading year, right? So, it's already been exciting. The volume is there, activities there. We have not seen... Um, the, this volume, consistent volume for quite some time. Um, but Robbie, I'm going to ask you, right? We talked about the technical indicators. Um, we introduced the technical indicators. And I believe you are a seasoned trader. But when you first started out, what were the indicators? What were you using when you first started out? Well, um, as with anyone, I, I started using the basics, which actually I still use to this day. So those are the, the Moving Average Convergence Divergence, or the MACD, and the RSI. So those are my two widely used indicators that still serve me well up to this day. So of course, I, I can't forget about the, the common moving averages, such as the 10-day exponential moving average, 20, 50, and 100 um, simple moving averages. And I continue to use them Basically, because um, they, they're essentially the most easily understandable. Uh, those are the first things that you tend to, to learn about once you start reading books about trading, once you start reading books about technical analysis. Those are the things, aside from support and resistance, that are very, very well discussed and widely used by, by most traders. Right, right. Okay. So actually, just to share, of course, actually, sh- um, we have some similarities uh, for that one because when I first started out, I had no idea. Of course, I was th- probably the same with everybody that I was uh, using fundamentals only. Of course, I attended the first seminar I attended regarding stock market trading. It's actually best. <laughs> it's actually best by First Metric Securities. And from there, what of mm. course, what got my attention first was fundamental analysis because um, I'm an economics major, um, bi- business ad um also so i was fond already of fundamental analysis but you know eventually when i worked in first metric securities i i got into technical analysis and we have several mentors here right we have mr aaron say and he taught me um this simple um indicator so i actually when i started i, I was just using three right uh, moving averages rsi and macd Right, so do, basically, those were the indicators, the first indicators that I used. Um, like same with you, I am the first indicators uh, I were uh, that I used. I'm still using right now. Um, not only not, uh, the fun thing here is uh, it's not I'm not only using them in the PSE in the Philippine Stock Stock Exchange. I'm also you can also apply them to other assets. Um, even global markets, even uh, cryptocurrencies, which we'll be discussed later uh, if you already use it um, in those kinds of assets. But just to ask all, just to ask also, uh, when you first started out, even now, even now, did you try to combine both fundamental analysis and technical analysis in your arsenal in terms of investing and even trading? Just even when you try to just trade a certain asset, uh, certain stock did you 
also take into consideration fundamental analysis? Uh, yes, definitely, because um, I believe that when when there is a growing um, positive sentiment for a particular stock, it tends to go back to to the fundamentals of that particular company, and so we we tend uh, the the markets tend to circle back to stocks that have a good narrative, that seemingly offer a lot of promise, and once uh, I believe once the interest is peaked by by those kinds of news. Those are the stocks that tend to to perform much much better than the others. So definitely, I I combine fundamental analysis and technical analysis. Whether it's to determine whether a company is earning uh, is increasing their earnings, or whether there's a, there's a potential acquisition that's going to significantly affect the company, um, those are definitely useful even when when you are essentially actively trading. Uh, but um, for for that particular aspect, I actually tend to leave it to to the experts. Uh, so when I say that, I mean to say that I rely mostly on on research reports like uh, you know Traders Playbook, uh, our our company reports, to to basically add conviction to my trades or to maybe confirm or um, negate uh, wrong 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 ideas about particular stocks that I may have. So it, it gives me a, a general look at the stocks which may have extraordinary, extraordinary news coming in. And uh, so far, it's, it's served me well in the sense that it's allowed me to have a good feel for what other investors, what other traders may be looking at as well. And as we all know, in, in, in technical analysis and in when it, essentially when it comes to making money in the stock market, it's a, it's a matter of um, supply and demand. So we want to be able to identify the stocks that are very, very likely to be in high demand and avoid those that may have um, more selling pressure than buying pressure. So indeed, I, I use te- uh, fundamental analysis and technical analysis at the same time. And uh, after I determine the, the stocks that seem to have a, a good story, that seem, to, that seem poised to perform very well in the, in the future, I combine it with technical analysis in order to get a better sense of where to enter, um, where to set my stop losses, where to where to exit when it time when it's time to take profits, um, stuff like that. That's right. That's right. Actually, it's very interesting you shared that. It's good for beginners in the stock market to actually listen to what what Robbie just said because I believe there are newbies in the stock market who assume that they can't combine fundamentals and technicals. Probably, like we have mentioned earlier, now given that they have more time, they try to lean in to to technical analysis more often. Probably right now in the Philippine stock market alone, when they hear a certain stock that is moving, probably they'll they just rely on to that. They don't know. They try to they don't try to probably know the story first. Why is it going up before um accumulating the said stock. That's why it's very important to internalize what Robbie just said, that you can combine both fundamentals and technicals, right? You learn first which companies have this certain catalyst and then apply technical analysis in terms of um, timing. Actually, I was one of those newbies uh, when I first started that, like I said, uh, only fundamentals. But there was a, there was a certain time, uh, of course, I attended several seminars. There were uh, several seminars, not that uh, even even hosted by non-brokerages, right? So 
of course, uh, we're telling that you can't combine both fundamentals and technicals. And probably, of course, probably if they're successful, it worked for them, right? But of course, just to clear the minds of our listeners, you can. You can actually combine both, even if you're not a financial uh, expert or not heavily experienced in the field, you can still get the best of both both worlds, as they say, right? So there, yeah. So, okay, so delving further into technical analysis, Robbie, now we will discuss application in terms of uh, your experience. So basically, of course, looking into the charts, right? In our in our charting platform in First Metrosec, and if for those other platforms as well, you can you can actually have um, several set of indicators that you can use, right? You can have several layouts, right? But for you, for you, Robbie, do you have one set of indicators? Do you have different sets depending on a certain asset or market environment? So for example, or for, for me, um, in a normal environment, I, I use RSI, MACD, uh, RSI, MACD moving averages, right? But for example, in a certain environment where we see a lot of trends, I can I also try to add ADX if if the market is trending uh, upwards too, just to just to confirm if a certain stock or asset is trending. But how about you? Do you have one set of indicator that you use in all assets, or, or do you try to be flexible at some point depending on the certain asset? So yeah, Rob. Yeah. So well, I actually do use uh, only one set of of indicators for for all assets. What I tend to do instead is to react much faster if I'm using lower time frames. So I still use the MACD, I still use the, the RSI, I still use the moving averages, although I do account for the particular time frame that I am that I am investing in. So if I'm using a a a 15 minute chart, uh, an hourly chart, I tend to act a bit faster. I tend to be more um, active when it comes to entering and exiting my, my, my positions. And I tend to also use lower moving averages because uh, when, when I trade um, lower time frames, I usually trade them based on their momentum. So I only want to typically ride the momentum of these, uh, of these particular stocks or this particular currencies. And so I tend to just change my approach when it comes to when it comes to trading but still necessarily use the same uh, indicators that I use whether I'm trading stocks whether I'm trading crypto stuff like that though over time even though I've, I've used them exclusively exhaustively for for the past years that I've been trading over time I've actually added a few elements to my to my trading setup so one of those is the use of fractals which is a, in my opinion, a very very good tool to merely reinforce the the support and resistance levels that you may be seeing on your chart, as well as um, what we call Darvas boxes or range boxes. So those are actually very very useful because it gives us a general idea of where a particular stock is is playing at, what prices. Is it ranging at? And it gives us a very, very clear picture immediately of how it's poised to perform if it breaks out from its resistance of, or if it breaks down from its support. So those are some of the things that I've added to my trading setup when it comes to trading stocks or, or other asset classes. All right. So actually, okay. So you mentioned, you already mentioned... Uh, the indicators that you, you you were using. Of course, this is a podcast, and of course, the next question 
is probably hard to visualize at some point if you can't see the chart and the like. But which uh, recent stocks or assets uh, have you applied your um, indicators to? Like just recently, for, for, exa- for example, this week, uh, what assets or stocks did you get to analyze? And probably the most successful um, you've been to recently. So just to, ex- just to explain it a bit to our yeah. listeners here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So um, one thing that uh, one stock that I particularly done well with uh, over the past week was MRC. So I, I noticed that it was it had a huge move. If you remember, I think a few weeks ago it it actually went up by it opened at fifty percent up. Uh, I think that was before the holidays, if I if I remember correctly, before selling off during the day. But I noticed that uh, after that initial sell off from the ceiling, um, it started consolidating above. Uh, right around the 60, 50 centavo range. And so that provided me a signal that things, the sell-off might have been dying down and the momentum, the bullish momentum was still intact. So those are the things I, I was able to draw the box. I was able to look at how it responded when it approached the 10-day exponential moving average, which it uh, which it respected uh, over the past week. And once I saw that the price of MRC was not breaching that particular moving average, I took that as a as a signal that it may continue its its uptrend. And thankfully, it broke out of its seventy two centavo resistance two days ago, a day ago. And um, right now, after after a a a red day yesterday, it it managed to still perform really really well today which i think is a good sign in its in its continued rally to around 90 centavos uh, if if i'm correct in my analysis so that's one thing that i was able to to ride recently and i i used a combination of fundamentals and technicals so the fundamentals was because of the news surrounding mrc lately it's its connections with other high flying stocks as well and the technical analysis well it just really performed nicely it had good volume um when it opened after the suspension and it was able to sustain that so aside from that from time to time when i when i when i get some some free time at night i also um explore trading crypto a bit so i was able to to ride the wave of bitcoin ethereum xrp as it uh, as it rallied to some good gains, but uh, I usually scalp crypto. I don't I don't necessarily hold overnight because um, I'm not able to monitor it that closely. So th- those are the those are the asset classes where I feel like technical analysis is very very useful. That's right. That's right, Robbie. So yeah, actually, just I actually just also want to share my experience, and you know, it's it's good you actually shared both local and global markets. I'm also going to add for our listeners here. So actually, just more on the global aspect, of course, in the, on the local side, I believe you, you've, you've seen our reports, our traders' playbook. So basically, that's our insight into what's happening in the, in the local market, a combination of both fundamental and technical analysis. But I would just like to share to our listeners that technical analysis is really applicable to all kinds of markets, right? So for me, for me, I've been trading a little bit also in the global market. So 
in the past, uh, within in the middle of this week, uh, I think I believe last Wednesday or Tuesday, I I tried to invest or rather you know position trade on General Motors, right? So General Motors actually was uh, has for quite some years now has been a laggard both in earnings and share price, right? So but I saw this um interesting price action, so basically. Probably people are also thinking you can, the, the main question in their mind is, do you use fundamental first and then apply technicals? In this General Motors trade that I uh, recently did, I applied technicals first, right? And then fortunately, there there was a news that they will be venturing into the electric vehicle space, as, as you may all know, at a trend right now. So the stock continued to, the stock really uh, surged, right? And, uh, and for a company as big as General Motors, it's uh, usually a rare occurrence to jump uh, that high. I believe it jumped at least around, at least 4%. So of course, I uh, I also used leverage for that one. So I, the the gains was uh, heightened, right? Uh, was higher than the percentage uh, daily gain. So besides that, besides that, so at least you you can know that you can play around with technical and fundamental analysis. But of course, you have to have a good background for that. Yeah, uh, you study, you attend seminars. Another thing, uh, just like Robbie also, just like Robbie also, Bitcoin, right? For me, just to share, right? For Robbie, um, he, he's trading crypto, scalping, he's scalping crypto, not holding it overnight, right? Which is true, which is true, if, especially for us, we're working um, on the day and then on the night, Bitcoin eh, has been, nandun yung volume, right, on, on the night. And then when, once we sleep, when, once we wake up again, probably the price has already changed. So for Bitcoin, actually, I used the daily, I used the daily chart. And it's very noticeable. It did drop significantly, but if you notice, it's been holding above the 20-day MA. It has been respecting that as you know legit respecting the 20 day ma so what i have been doing is trading bitcoin like buying in the 20 day ma and then once i once i hit my daily quota or once i'm happy with the certain gain i try to sell it and then once it once it goes back again to the 20 day ma i buy and then once it does break 20 day ma i have a good risk to reward ratio I, i'm not i'm happy to sell at, at a small loss so so yeah so basically how how about you, Robbie? I mean, basically, uh, the last segment of this uh, podcast. So what can you share to our um, newbies in the stock market in terms of being invested yet being cautious? How do you balance that out in terms of you know investing as a new entrant in the stock market? So any last advice to our uh, listeners? Yes. Yeah, so I think one of the best ways to make sure that you will be able to outlast any any challenges you might face in the stock market is is by simply making sure that you manage your risk properly. So you have to understand before you even begin to to start trading, you have to understand that this is likely going to be something you will be doing for 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 a long time especially if you plan on transitioning into a full-time trader you must have a good understanding that it's essentially going to replace um, whatever career you have right now and so since you're essentially making it a career you have to understand that it's not always going to be easy it can be simple no it can be simple to learn but it's not always going to be easy and so the best way to combat potential challenges that you may face, the uncontrollable events that you will have to deal with 
in in the local and global markets is by making sure that um, before you enter, uh, number one, you're you're a bit knowledgeable about the subject matter. So you really cannot just go in and expect to do well if you haven't done any research at all. And number two, make sure that the amount of money that you're going to be putting in uh, in for, for trading, whether it's trading or investing actually, is an amount that you can afford to to lose or an, an amount that you can afford to leave in case things turn turn bad for you so that's something that i think is going to be very very important as it uh, as you develop your own trading system because if you're able to manage your risk from that perspective i think it's going to free up your mind uh in the sense that it's going to make absorbing lessons about the stock market, about technical analysis, about trading, much, much easier for you because you're not going to be worried too much about losing all of your money. You're going to make level-headed decisions. You're going to not be worried too much. And uh, the end result of that is I think you're, you're going to love investing and trading because it's going to be profitable for you. All right. So thank you. Thank you, Robbie, for that advice for the newbies out there. Very, very important for, for all of the listeners out there to internalize, to absorb what uh, we talked about uh, today regarding the the advantages and the disadvantages of investing in the stock market. So that is it. So thank you for tuning to our first, first podcast for this year. And we hope you were able to gain insights on technical indicators that can be of help to you. So we hope to have you again in our next episode. So this has been Royce along with Robbie, wishing you a great and safe month ahead. As always with First Metro Securities, it's hashtag your future first. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash firstmetrosec and be part of the First Metrosec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>